a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 16, 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, and we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Justin, and Josh, both from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder and Ridgeline Auto Brokers as well. Larry Inger answering phones and Charlie Grimes, of course, making sure we keep on track here, which he does a good job of. I want to take a minute here, guys, and talk about, because we haven't talked about this on air, but I have seen some quote-unquote deal sheets of late. Some of you are saying, what's a deal sheet? Okay, a deal sheet is when somebody publishes on the internet and there's a lot of folks out there that kind of assist others in buying cars which by the way we can help you with all of that as well we just don't really go out and advertise it nor do we charge i don't charge anybody for helping them with the process of purchase purchasing an automobile so i just don't do that so and i guess i should advertise that more because there's a lot of folks out there that are paying people to help them buy a car when frankly we have enough resources inside of our drive radio group to help you do that without spending any money whatsoever but i've seen enough deal sheets as of late where i just felt like today with of course these guys from ridgeline being here i needed to mention a few things be careful of what's on the deal sheet what i mean by that i've seen deal sheets lately that have everything from scotch guard to ceramic coating to extended service contracts to additional dealer fees to market adjustments to you name it by the time it's all said and done, a car that started out at thirty-three grand is forty-three grand. I'm not exaggerating. These guys can rack up things on there that that don't, frankly, a don't need to be there, and second of all, are probably not really there. I mean, legally they have to be there, but let me—I'll use the ceramic coat as an example. They'll have a fifteen hundred dollars ceramic coat. Now, I will tell you this. Unless you're going to somebody that really understands how ceramic coat needs to put on, because yes, in essence, most ceramic coating will cost you everything. They do a paint correction. They put the high-end ceramic coating on it, which is almost like putting an additional you know, clear coat on the vehicle. By the time that's all said and done, it's a lengthy process, takes most of a day to do, and yes, you're going sp- to spend between 1000 and two. Is the dealership you're buying the car from doing that? No. They're taking ceramic coat in a bottle, in a squirt bottle. They're squirting it on. They're rubbing it in, almost like a coat of wax, and they're charging you 1500 bucks for ceramic coating. It's not one of the same. Good ceramic coating should last a minimum of five years with a guarantee behind it that it'll last the five years. Some, some will go, if it's a vehicle stored inside, probably go 10 years, but at least a minimum five-year guaranteed with that ceramic coating. You're not getting that from the dealer guaranteed for that same $1,500. It's not happening. But yet it's added into the deal, quote-unquote, the deal sheet of the car. And where I'm going with this is a lot of dealers will go online and they'll, they'll advertise such-and-such such vehicle. It's on the lot and it's X price. So you drive down and you start going through this process. Well, the advertised price is not really what the price on the deal sheet is. It starts off there, 
But then they do all the things I just mentioned a moment ago, and by the time you're all said and done, it's ten grand more than what the price advertised was. Now, is that legal? As long as they've got the car on the lot that's that retail price when they start, it's legal. Just because they've added all these other things in that you agreed to buy doesn't mean it's illegal. It just means you're a knucklehead and bought it. Mm-hmm. Just being honest. You agreed to you know, add all these other things in and then bought the car. You should have just turned around and walked out. Take all that crap off. I mean, am, am I wrong in what I'm saying here? You know, actually, if they advertise the vehicle for a certain price and then they put an addendum on it, um, which would be a sticker next to the Monroney, they would actually have to honor that advertised price. Okay. Um, now, if they don't advertise that vehicle and you come down on one that you know is advertised, but it's but, not there. But it's not there. So that somehow. stock number's not there, but the other one don't, is. Don't know why it's not there now. They can switch you to the other one that has the addendum on it. Okay. Um, the other thing is they cannot charge you a dealer fee on top of that advertised price. A dealer fee needs to be wrapped into the advertised price by law in Colorado. Um, okay. So key being, when you see the advertisement, they'll have in Colorado there has to be a stock number associated with it. Yes. The key there is making sure the stock number yes. stays the same, right, Justin? Right. Correct. That's that's the key. Yeah. So if it's stock number eight five two three two and you go down and it's eight five two three three. They can't do that. It's not the same one. Now they may try to sell you eight two three three or whatever the last number I gave you, one one number off of the actual stock number that's in the ad. Um, now I will say this: there's nothing illegal about them having sold the other car before you got there, providing that actually happened. There is not, um, <laughs> right? But that vehicle would have had to be available very recently. Okay. Or, or you would have a big fight with the dealer board. You could call the dealer board, and the dealer board is. 90% of the time, always going to be on the consumer side, not the dealer side. Correct. Correct. Um, and for those of you listening, there's a whole Colorado Auto Dealers Association board you can go to. You can do a complaint if any of this mm-hmm. has gone on, and they mm-hmm. would be the ones to come back and do the investigation and so on. It's sort of a self-policing thing, but I'll tell you, it works very, very well because the Auto Dealer Association doesn't take lightly to these things going on and they take their job very seriously and it's not really a state agency that's doing it it's internally being done but they're the ones that authorize the licenses and the whole mm-hmm. nine yards and if a dealer is not doing things correctly yes they in fact will follow up right yes they will find them they will shut them down so and if, if anyone uh, these questions you know they get kind of confusing if anyone ever has a question about pricing or what they can add or Whatnot. You're always welcome to call us, and you know we'll tell you what they can do and what they can't do. Okay. And how do they get a hold of you guys real quick? So if you want to call us at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, 303-442-4141. And I, I'm always happy to, to walk someone through that process. Okay. Yeah, and again, folks, really, this does have to be, pre- even on the final deal sheet, this has to be presented to you in writing. You have the ability at that point to either take the deal or not. If there's ever a question, I've had folks even in the middle of a deal send me a, a screenshot or a text message and say, "Here, here's what I've got going on. What should I do, not do? I am more than willing to walk you through that whole process if, if that, in fact, is going on. And really, we've got enough resources to make that happen. That's really not a, a big deal to do. We can help you with that. But the way it works is they cannot just arbitrarily add things to your deal without you approving it first. Now, all that being said, you can get a finalized price on the car. 35000 
and whatever is there is there. If you want to buy the Scotch Guard or the ceramic coat or whatever, whatever you, you make the final deal, it's thirty five grand. Now you go to the F and I department. We call it the hot box. Okay, so now you're going to the hot box, and literally it's a hot box. It's hot in there. They do that on purpose. So you want to get out as quickly as you possibly can. But they keep you in there as long as you can so that you'll buy other crap. Gap insurance, mm-hmm. service contracts, um, additional uh, maintenance things where they'll try to sell you a package of oil changes or whatever the case may be. Floor mats. Floor mats. Yeah. Accessories. Crap. Sorry. Just crap. And they'll try to sell as much of that in the F&I world as they can. And I've seen enough stories on F&I guys to where F&I, F&I guys, so finance and insurance guys, that's what they call those guys. They're trying to sell you the financing and the gap insurance. That's why they're called F&I guys. Okay? Those F&I guys are bonused on what they sell you in the hot box. And a good F&I guy will make a boatload of money by selling you extra crap you don't need. Why? Because they're incentivized to do so. And if mm-hmm. you're an F&I guy, sorry, I'm not trying to spill the beans on you and you're good people for the most part, but there's some real crooks in the F&I world as well. Because keep in mind, most dealers, especially new car dealers, they're making a kickback even on the loan that you're getting on the car. Anywhere from a half a point to two points. Okay? And you can negotiate that. And you can negotiate that. Thank you, Justin. You can. You can say, what rate are you giving me? Well, it's going to be, I don't know, 8.5%. Okay, is that really your rate, or can you match 7.5%? I can go get at the credit union. Which, by the way, do your homework and have that rate that you can get at the credit union before ever walking in so they know what they're going to match. Because if you can't get 7.5, they're not going to give you 7.5 either. Because your credit's not going to be of such to give you. My point is, you got to make sure you can back up what you're going to tell them you can get in the outside world, because if that happens, you'll have to go do that. Right? My advice is if you're negotiating on a, let's say, a brand new vehicle. Negotiate the price of that vehicle first. Do not tell them you have a trade. Negotiate the Correct. price of the vehicle you're buying. Not payments, the, the price. Just the price of the That's car. Right. Then tell them you have a trade, and then negotiate the price of the trade. And then say no to everything in the F&I department, except gap insurance if you're not putting any money down. And by the way, you can buy that from your own insurance company. And you can Check get that, that from on your the front own side first, because you can too. do it cheaper that way usually. So, And then you can negotiate the rate. Remember these things. And, 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 and again... You only need gap insurance if you feel like you can't cover the difference in what you're paying for the car today and what the loan balance will be, because you're going to add, as we said earlier, sales tax and things mm-hmm. like that will probably be added in. So even that $35,000 car is probably going to have a loan of thirty-seven when it's all said and done, if you're not putting any money down, which, by the way, I would recommend you don't put much down. That's a whole other conversation we'll maybe get into here before we end the show. There's multiple ways to do it. Sometimes you don't have any choice. It's the only way you can get enough credit to get the car deal done. But let's just say now it's 37000 because you didn't put any money down. You bought the car for thirty five, and if it had some accessories and some other things in it that inflated the price, you're going to need to do something, either have a bank account where you can pay the difference if the car gets totaled. Your fault, by the way, not somebody else's. Your fault. So gap insurance is insuring you against a wreck whereby there's not enough money there, fair market value, to cover the loan amount of the car that you now owe money on. That's what gap insurance does, is it makes up that difference between the fair market value and what you owe on the car. So you're buying gap you're buying insurance. Gap insurance is your really you're betting against yourself saying, Oh, I'm gonna have an accident and I don't have enough money to cover this, so I need to buy insurance. If you have enough money to cover it, you don't need gap insurance. That's Correct. my point. Correct. If you've got a bank account, some savings and so on, and mm-hmm. you feel like, Okay, I'll take the risk, I'll bank on myself. 
I don't have a history of having accidents where I total the car myself. If it gets totaled, it's usually by somebody else, which, by the way, you don't need gap insurance if somebody else does it because their insurance company now has to handle it. Now, if they don't have any insurance, it's a whole other conversation that I won't get into today because that's where you need to call Paul Lewinberger and ask him how all that works because that brings on a whole other set of issues that I'm not covering right now. I'm just talking about the basics. Typically, if somebody else has insurance and they run into you, they're going to cover the whole amount of the car, even if it just rolled off the lot yesterday. Okay? That's a different scenario than if you total the car tomorrow after it just rolled off the lot today. In that case, yes, you'll be making up the difference because even then, even if it's a day later, you're not going to get the full value of that loan amount out of insurance. Not going to happen. And that's where the gap insurance comes into play. JR, hang tight. We'll take your call as soon as we come back. I want to make sure I had enough time to explain all of that. And I hopefully we did a good job. If you have questions on that, please let us know. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Spring means warmer weather. 
but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Back drive radio KLZ five sixty JR. Thanks for holding. You're next. Go ahead, sir. Hello, thank JR. You. Yeah, hi. Yeah, thank you, John. You bet. Thank you for question. waiting. Okay, thank you. That's a quick question. What is the difference between synthetic oil and the high mileage synthetic oil? On the high mileage oil on anything, by the way, this this would be they don't really do high mileage on regular petroleum based oil, but they'll do it on a blended and or a full synthetic. And typically, there's some seal softeners that they've put into the oil to sort of help the engine stay sealed as as it ages. That's really the only difference, Jr. And, and frankly, if you've kept up on all of your maintenance on a regular vehicle and you've done the oil changes as needed, you really don't need a high. In my opinion, you don't need a high mileage oil. That's my opinion. Now, okay, if you're so somebody that hasn't or you bought a used car that you don't know the history of, yeah, I would then use a high-mileage oil. But if you've been the original owner and you've taken good care of it and you know the routine of the maintenance and so on, I would just keep using the oil that you've always used, and I wouldn't worry about high-mileage. But that's that's my opinion. These guys can chime in accordingly. I agree with it, yeah. Okay. 
if I put the MOA with with the, just the synthetic, that, that, that's you're that's fine. Not, uh, uh, help, helping the uh, uh, seals in that, right? Well, actually, it will a little bit. The MOA's got some conditioners in it that the oil itself doesn't have. Again, though, Jr., if you've done good oil changes all through the life of the vehicle, you've used MOA. You really don't need to use a high mileage oil. Okay, uh, that answers my question. And it's a little okay. cheaper, so if you don't have to, don't. Okay, good deal. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot. You're very welcome, JR. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll probably expand on that just a little bit. And when I say high mileage even, this will probably shock a lot of you. I don't consider 100K high mileage anymore. No. A lot of people do, but I don't consider 100K high mileage. Most of these vehicles that are on the road today, even the fleet I just mentioned earlier is about 12 years old. We're talking a minimum of 200K on virtually everything on the road today, and some of those will run 300-plus without any trouble. No, the, the way they're making new cars is so much better. You know, I know we were talking about, you know, when we started the show, like a 10-year loan. You know, is a 10-year loan you know, really going to be that bad on a new vehicle? No. no, Justin, I don't think so. I mean, I was one of those that back in the day when people were starting to criticize seven-year loans, people, you know, the... the I saw pundits, financial experts. Oh, this isn't going to work. People are it's, it, it can't do this. They're going to be upside down. There's going to be repossessions, you know, right and left. Blah 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 blah. This will never work. Um, by the way, none of that ever happened. No, Why? Be because less the vehicles. Yeah, the vehicles are holding their value better than they ever did because the vehicles are better than they ever were. And will a new vehicle now last twenty years? Um, pretty easily. Then your payment's yeah. going to be more affordable. Correct. Uh, again, folks, I'm not exaggerating. Will a vehicle last 20 years? Uh, if you just take a little bit of care in that vehicle, it will last 20 years. If you take really good care of it, will it last your lifetime and your lifetime of your kids? Yeah. yeah we've recently sold some 97s, 98s, 99s that were still in very good running order. Yeah. And we work on a lot of 2003s. It's yep. a 20-year-old car. 20-year-old yep. car still running. So proves my point that will they last that long? They absolutely will. And keep in mind, a car that's 20 years old made in 2003 is not the same as a 2023. Mm-mm. No. The 2023, yes, is better. Yeah, I know. Yes, it is better than a, 20, than a 2003. Considerably better, by the way. Now, some of you are going to say, well, no, John, can't, that, that can't be. Um, yeah, because as things improve, the technology gets better. We improve everything from, gosh, just the engines themselves, how they're assembled, the transmissions, the drivetrain itself, the suspension components, the rubber used in the suspension components. Guys, I can go down the list. The things that we have today that are better than what they used to be, it's, it's just every year continues to improve. Well, if you're ever bored, go on YouTube one night and watch the assembly lines. They go back videos from the 20s all the way to today. They used to build them in pretty much a cave, and now they're a clean room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Clean room with robotics doing most of the exactly. work. The majority of the car today is put together with robotics. That includes even the painting of the car. Very little handwork. I mean, about the only handwork anymore is when they go to put the undercarriage up in, and they have to put the bolts in by hand and some things along those lines and engine assembly and some things like that. But by and large, the robots are doing the majority of that assembly of that car. Yeah, just watch them torque ahead. They have a unit that torques yep, all, all the bolts at once. All at once. And it knows exactly, if even if it's supposed to go in a sequence and they're stretch bolts, it knows exactly what to do and how to do it. Boom, it's done. And there's a file for each torque for each one of those. Yep. If they ever have a failure, they can look it up and go, 
that's how you much can't do that with was. an individual you can't no. so that, that those are the improvements folks that have been made in the car world that frankly didn't exist even i'll say even 10 years ago so i mean is a is a 2023 better than a 2013 yes yes is a 2013 truck better than a 2003 or a or a 2013 is you know is a 2024 i, I mean I, I go down the list and yes they are in a lot of different ways Justin mentioned earlier, even on the braking side of the fence, I'll tell you right now, go buy an old Sequoia and look at the braking on it versus a new Sequoia. There's no comparison. Oh, no, oh, yes, to the roof. And, and, those by, and I picked a Sequoia because they had crappy brakes back in the day. Mm-hmm. They were awful. I mean, I can remember even being in the shop back then and doing everything possible to get those things to even last beyond 10,000 miles because they were junk. Mm-hmm. That was Toyota, yes. And the braking systems were junk. Is it that same way today? No, it's not. They're way better now. Right. So anybody that says the old days were better, no, they weren't. Not in the car world, they weren't. <laughs> well, think of pickup trucks. I was talking to somebody the other day from farm country like I'm from. And back when I was a kid, you drove the Crown Victoria or, you know, the nicer car to church. Now farmers drive the truck to church. These are a pickup truck. Oh, yeah, because they're nice. They're nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, well, I just talked earlier. We had, we had uh, you know, a fellow from Lakewood call in. And, uh, you know, talking to him about the Colorado, you know, earlier in the, in the show, uh, Bill, who calls in on a regular basis. And, you know, is the new Colorado going to be better than the one that I'm currently driving that I even drove today? Um, probably two to one better. Yeah, just it, in two years. In, the, in the interior, you know, the interior comfort level and what they've done on that level, they're making it more like the big trucks where we'll have the full screen, you know, wireless car play, all the bells and whistles. I mean, everything that you can imagine, much like the old much like the fancy cars of old, mm-hmm. that truck will have. And for those of you listening, by the way, that truck will sell a full-bore ZR2 is about 50K. You could buy a Z71 for the low 40s. That's not a bad deal for a truck. No. Not nowadays. Actually, actually it's pretty economical. If you really, When you figure the average price of a car is 50K and you're getting all of that on a full, capable off-road truck that will still tow, that's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that truck's 50 versus 75 or more. For a full version half ton, it's twenty five grand less. Will they sell some Colorados that will almost do what that full size truck will? They absolutely will. It'll be a home run for Chevrolet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, you, if that's a truck that you're interested in, I would highly recommend you get your name on one because they're going to sell out. Trust me. And how long is that built to last? You know, it, what's what's the cost of that truck if you keep it for twenty years? You'll then never it's... you'll never wear that truck out. I mean, if, I guess if you're hardcore construction guy that's really hard on it you're towing you're throwing tools in and out of it and so on sure at that point could you wear that truck out in 10 years yeah you could wear that truck out in 10 years the average homeowner driving that to and from work and doing a little bit of hauling and towing here and there will you ever wear that truck out in your lifetime no I'm, I'm being honest folks we, we could drive that truck i i'm 58 could i drive that truck until i die yeah no it needs to be maintained Yes, but even that's gotten better from what it used to be. Yeah, much better. I mean, used to be, guys, back in the days, we packed wheel bearings. When's the last time you packed a wheel bearing, Josh? If it wasn't a trailer. Right. Oh, they all got bearing buddies. It wasn't a trailer. I mean, even that. I mean, when's the last time you packed a bearing in your hand? I mean, for me, it's been years. On a car, it's been probably three or four years. It's it's only some classic or something that... You know, pre-mid-80s was the last mm-hmm. time I had yep. anything I had to pack a wheel bearing on. So, guys, back in the day, you packed wheel bearings on. Well, every time you did a brake job, you packed wheel bearings. And sometimes oh, yeah. you'd do them in between because if the brakes lasted mm-hmm. too long, you'd pack wheel bearings in between. I, personally, I haven't packed a wheel bearing in I don't know how long, unless it was a trailer. 
when I started, you felt like you did that all day long with pack bearings. Yeah, now you did it in the palm of my hand. Yes, exactly. I didn't need a tool. I just did my, use my hands. That's what you did back in the day. You know, I, again, folks, have things changed in the industry to make everything better? It absolutely has. Now, are there some things that some of you would think are worse than others? You know, the, the repairability. Let's face it. It's hard to repair a car by yourself without having all the proper tooling and the computerization and so on. But, folks, it's been that way for 20 years plus now. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen in 2023. We've not been able to, as far as homeowners go, really look at what's going on with the vehicle without having some sort of a computer. Even myself, personally, if there's any kind of a light on, check engine light, etc., there's no way to look at any even things that are from the mid-early 2000s. You can't fix that vehicle without a computer. You can't fix one from the 90s without having a computer. So bottom line is, unless you're going pre-80... There's really not much you can do without having a, com- a computer in hand to actually help fix the car. Well, right? I actually think that's a good thing, and I think Josh would agree because the modern technology, Josh can scan the transmission, he can scan the engine, but he can also talk to the infotainment. Body control, oh, yeah. infotainment, all he of that. He can talk Head- to your I, power windows now. I talk to the headlights, the power windows. I mean, you can talk to everything. we're hundreds of modules on a car now. Right. So. And the ability to talk to those individual units and pinpoint what's going on I'll just tell you right now, it's way easier than it was in the 90s. Oh, yeah. We used to have to take the voltmeter out, you take did it the all door by hand. panel off, and That's right. run current resistance. That's right. Everything. Sometimes you'd pin the computer to go find all those things. <laughs> we it's did. a pain in the rear. So, all right. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968... Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. 
Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening today. Bill in Lakewood, what's going on, sir? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Uh, two questions quickly, if you have time. Sure. Uh, what's maybe the cl- uh, closest reputable shop near me that I can get that full uh, BG uh, oil change? I've got a Impreza 2013 with the standard 2-liter boxer motor. Okay. And that's the first question. Uh, Gino, um, you, you're in Lakewood, Bill. Geno's would be your closest. Over by what is that? Kipling or Bowles of Black uh, Canyon, and they'll they'll take good Black care of Canyon. you. Yep, closest one. Okay. Uh, the other question was: I think I'm coming up on a, a brake pad change. I would like to upgrade the brake system to uh, better than OE. So um, I'd like to put on some possibly drilled rotors. But also the pads. Um, I bought a car some years ago with high-performance uh, carbon pads, mm-hmm. and they were great except it seemed like uh, the first braking application, as soon as they got wet, was diminished. It got scary. Is that normal with carbon pads, yeah. or are they a good choice? It is normal. To, to make pads. it better than OE. Yeah, it that is that happens quite often when they get wet they they don't grip like you want them to i mean are you driving it for high performance or it's still like your daily driver uh daily driver um i'm not like super hard on them um but maybe spirited at times and i i want to have good braking in the mountains i'm going to be going to the mountains and stuff i would say you know when you're geno's just talked to him about napa's best line of brakes and that usually holds up you know, I don't know how often you're doing brakes, but 30, 40,000 miles, and they'll be able to take the mountain driving and all that. But, as you know, have when they're doing the service on it, Geno's, have them look it over and just make sure. And they'll have recommendations, too, on it that would probably best suit your car. 
Okay. But Josh okay. slotted and drilled rotors on that? I don't know. I've just the most of the slot and drills that I've put on recently, they're they're not done right. Mm-mm. That's the problem. Is that you know? Okay. It's only if you have like truly high end race components, right. Brembos and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right. that I would put. But you got to change drills. calipers and do all sorts of things right, when you do that. Otherwise, whole, it's not worth messing with. Yeah, a whole, whole other ball game. The slot and drills that you see on Amazon or whatnot, they're just cheap rotors. The junk. Yeah, and the slot and drilling okay. is not helping. It's just. Actually nope. making it worse. Actually giving opinion. you less material to ride on, so it doesn't help you at all. Exactly. So I am not a, a fan of. No, I'm not either, track. Josh. I'm with you. If you're you. doing a full Brembo conversion with new calipers and all that, that's, that's a, a different, different ball world game. there. And you're 2,500 well, yeah, bucks. Yeah, I would yeah. love bigger rotors, but I know you have to reposition the calipers and everything for so that. It's a yep. big project. That's right. And you might have to get so, bigger rims um, and all that too. That's right. To clear it. Yeah, clear it. I found. Uh, so for for like good. Good performance in heavy mountain driving. Um, what would you consider the best brake pad material? Uh, you know, I still like ceramics, even though it's not the best. A lot of people want to go with a metallic for the, the mountains. But right now, ceramics have come so far mm. that I just put ceramics on everything. Because they just you get better wear. They're quiet. You know, they they <coughs> handle it well. The, the semi-metallics tend to get noisy, you know, all the time. So I just do ceramics on everything. And I found... It's just come a long ways, even than probably since the last time you did a brake job. It's amazing how quickly brake technology yeah. is happening. So, well, the last carbon pads I had was like I don't know, thirteen years ago. So, uh, yeah, right, maybe yeah. they're better now. It, yeah, it's it's light years since thirteen years ago. <laughs> Braking technology just changes. Awesome. It seems like every two years we have some major leap, you know, in braking technology. Like as in the composite, you know, how the pads are made and how well they're lasting and how well the rotors are lasting and even price points in theory is coming down, you know, on, okay. on what it costs. So. so carbon ceramics, a good choice. Yeah. Ceramics the way to go. I found Wagner online. Are they a decent brand or no? They are. Yeah. It's an Ray, OEM Wag- brand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They make for the OEM. Yeah. Pretty much it's Wagner yeah. and Raybestos. Yeah. That's yeah. 90% of what's out there in Akibono. And they make for the majority of the manufacturer, sort of like, uh, a Takata on the airbags, Bill. Kind of think of it that way. You know, it's one of those three doing brakes on most of what's out there. Yeah. Cool. And when okay. you buy the, the hey, top-of-the-line sure product, that's where it's at. You know, if you buy the cheap stuff, you're going to get cheap performance. But all of them have a good top-of-the-line product that I've run into. Yeah. I would like to upgrade from the OEM performance. And I think that would do awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I sure appreciate your time. You're very welcome, Bill. Appreciate it. Somebody text line actually asked, too, when it comes to if you have a complaint with, you know, a a dealer, you know, something going on with a new car dealer or whatever, where do you go? I I mentioned it earlier, CADA. It's the Colorado Auto Dealers Association. They have a board. They are the ones that are in charge of really all of the dealer licenses across the the state, who gets a license, uh, whether that's a wholesale license, retail license. You cannot sell cars in Colorado. You're limited as an individual to three transactions a year. If you do more than that, by law, you're supposed to have a license. And there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to get a license. You have to be bonded. you got to pass a test. You have the right insurance. There's a lot of things that have to go into being a, a dealer. So trust me, it's not for the faint of heart. Doesn't mean that there's not some unscrupulous guys out there, but I tell you, they do a pretty good job of weeding out the unscrupulous guys that are there. Well, you're fingerprinting to get a background check. There you go. And I've had jobs in aviation where they Didn't do a do little that. bit less yeah, than that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's actually a big deal. Now, again, now as any industry, medical, lawyers, 
our world, electricians, plumbers, are there bad apples in every industry? Of course there are, folks, because there's humans in every industry. Uh, there, there's bad politicians. There's bad radio hosts. There's bad all sorts of things. Does it mean that everybody that's in it is good? No. But I will say in Colorado, the, the industry itself does a pretty good job of weeding out the bad apples. The repair side, even the independent auto repair side, does a really good job of, of weeding out those that are not really up to speed. So you know, we don't have licensing in Colorado when it comes to auto repair shops. Frankly, I don't think we need licensing because, again, in this state, we do a pretty good job internally of, of really kind of weeding out those guys that are not good. And by the way, this program here is one of the ways that that gets done. We focus on the folks that do a really good job. We don't really ever come on air and rat out the guys that aren't. But behind the scenes, you'd be surprised the things that happen to get rid of the folks that are not doing it correctly and prop up the guys that are. Is that the best way to say that? That is. All right. So we'll be right back on one more segment left. Got the guys from Ridgeline and Legacy Auto Broker. Or sorry, Legacy Automotive, Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Both the guys are here, Justin and Josh. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. 
calibrations. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, Justin and Josh with me, Larry Unger answering calls, which, by the way, got a few minutes left to answer some calls if you want to call in. We have lines open, 303-477-5600. Text message came in. I did answer this one, but I will answer it online because I think a lot of folks listening this may apply to. Can you convert drum brakes to disc brakes on a 2001 Ram 1500? This would be in the rear, of course. If so, is it worth doing? You can pretty much convert most anything now to disc brakes. There's kits literally available across the board, even for old, old vehicles. I mean, I'm talking even cars in the 50s and 60s you can convert over to disc brakes. So most likely there's a kit available. On that truck, 2001 Ram 1500, is it worth it? No. No. I'll just be straight up honest. No, it's not. Because by the time you're done converting everything you need to to make that really work properly... At the end of the day, will you even notice it? No. Keep in mind, on that truck, the front's doing about 65 to 70% of the braking anyways. The drum brakes in the rear aren't doing a whole lot. I wouldn't mess with it, personally. No, I wouldn't touch it. That's not worth spending the money. No. You're not gaining it. Make sure the rears are adjusted properly is all and that they're functioning the way they should. You know, outside of maybe some wet weather performance, that's about the only place that, that disc brakes outperform drum brakes. Maybe coming down the mountain would be maybe the only other place, but... Even then, I drove a lot of trucks back in the day up and down the mountain hauling horse trailers and, you know, logs and you name it. And did I ever have any issues with drum brakes? No, just on how you drive it. No, yeah. the shoes last forever. I, yeah. Again, not a huge, huge issue. He, speaking of, most of you don't know this. Some of you Toyota drivers would know this. But Tacoma, just this year now for 2024, will have rear disc brakes. They have had That's drum brakes all the way up till now. What does that tell you? They work. They okay. work. Drum brakes on Toyota Tacomas all the way till now. They're just now going to get disc brakes in the rear. So, is it worth converting your 2001 Dodge over to disc brakes? No, I don't think it is. No, not worth not worth messing with. You can convert your carburetor to car to fuel injected nowadays too if you want to somebody also asked have you ever heard of brakes lasting 156,000 miles i actually had one customer one time with a chevy silverado Mm -hmm. a half ton truck that yes went almost 150k and we only only did brakes at that point just because it was kind of due for some other things so we did brakes at the time so this particular uh, texter has a 2011 chevy express again a chevy 3500 went to replace the brakes and they look like they're brand new at 156,000 now if they look brand new They've probably been done at one point or time because that's probably not the original brakes at 156K. But I tell you, a lot of that's driver. Depends on who's driving the car. We had an Astro van in yesterday for service. Um, 90,000 miles since the last brake job. Front pads probably had 7 millimeters on them still. Mm-hmm. And the rear shoes, oh, 4 or 5 I mean, but it's a it's a road trip car. It's always on the highway. Yeah, driver drives it easy. Yeah, I mean, if you're for me, for example, I mean, I I drive I don't know how many miles a year. It's sixty miles, roughly round trip plus any other run around I do. I do that six days a week, so do the math. And 
I mean, I can. I, last time I rotated the tires on my Chevy Colorado, that truck's got about seventeen thousand miles on it or so, roughly. You look at the brakes; they look brand new because mm-hmm. I just don't. I'm driving highway miles for the majority of what I'm doing, so they'll. In that case, how long will they last? A really long time. Right. Long, probably longer than the tires that are on it, as far as that goes, just because there's just nowhere because I'm not using them. So again, mm-hmm. brake use or brake wear really comes down to how much, you know, who's driving the vehicle, what type of driving are you doing, are you city, are you highway, are you out on the open road, are you coming up and down the mountain, if you're coming down the mountain a lot and you don't know how to use low gear on the transmission and you're using the brakes coming down the hill a lot. I mean, I've, I've known over the years, and again, having a big fleet like we have, I, I've got some guys that can wear out a set of brakes on an annual basis. I've got others that probably never wear a set out. Yeah, if you live in Conifer, you just come depend, down to depends on, every day. Thank yeah. depends on where you live and what you do and what you're doing with the vehicle and are you towing, how much weight's on the vehicle, on and on we go. And this, for me personally, again, this kind of goes back to the choice of vehicles that you buy, especially those of you guys that are in sort of the construction world. Is it worth going up in size of truck, 1500 to 2500 to 3500 for example is it going up a size in truck if you feel you're on the edge and maybe you're doing a little more maintenance on the truck you own now yes so if you're somebody driving a 1500 series truck that you feel like man i'm sure putting brakes on this a lot or i'm sure putting tires on a lot or i'm sure doing this a lot or that a lot you know what next time you buy a truck buy a 2500 well and on top of that if you get a diesel a lot of times you're getting an engine brake standard it uh, helps a lot in this oh, it makes a huge difference. world we were just talking huge about. Huge difference. Yes. I run mine even when there's not a trailer I do on too. it. That's the nice thing about the diesel Colorado I have, which oh. I'll lose going to the new gas engine, is I don't have the engine brake anymore. Oh, does that little truck have an engine brake? Yes, it does. Wow, that is awesome. Believe it or not. That's cool. <laughs> actually works for being a, that, that Actually, that 2.8-liter Duramax in those trucks actually works really, really well. It's Again, I'm wishing that they would offer it in the, the next one, but they're from what I can see, it's not going to happen. They're doing everything in the... Now, I will say this really quick on the, on the GM side. One thing that GM is doing on those four-cylinder engines, because some are saying, how's that going to work? Well, believe it or not, they've taken a lot of the technology that's in my current diesel truck, the 2.8-liter diesel. They've taken a lot of what's in that 2.8 diesel and moved it to their 2.7-liter four-cylinder gas engines. In other words, it'll have a strong bottom end, rods, crank, all of that. So they've taken a lot of the technology that's in the diesel side and moved it over to the gas side to build a more robust four-cylinder gas engine. And when you pop the hood, they look a lot alike. They're, I'm guessing they changed a lot, or they, they borrowed a lot of things, technologically speaking, from one to the other. Because yeah. you're right. They look very, very similar. They, there's not a lot of difference. It'll be interesting to see how that works, because my 2.8 diesel, which my only complaint with that vehicle is it doesn't quite have the top end that I wish it had. Zero to 40 snappy it works great it, it's it's off the line plenty of power actually it'll it'll chirp the it'll it'll squeal the rear tires if you get on it heavy enough because it's got that much torque at low end my biggest disappointment with that truck is if you're pulling into traffic and you're already doing about 50 it just doesn't have that top end and that's the other problem the other three liter duramaxes have in the gm lineup as well they just don't have the top end that at times you feel like you need if you're really trying to move into traffic. My only complaint with my Colorado, is it still drivable? Yes, absolutely. And yes, I know for those of you listening, they make delete kits and all sorts of stuff where you can upgrade it and upgrade the turbo and blah, blah, blah. Not interested. 
Okay, in my world, not interested. I want to keep it stock. I want the reliability. I don't want to add all those other upgrades. Been down that path many, many moons ago. Don't need it. I just want to get in it, start it, drive it, not have any problems. And I also know from years of doing upgrades with my four-wheel drive stores I owned, when you start doing upgrades, you you create problems. Mm-hmm. It just goes hand in hands. You do aftermarket lift kits. You do aftermarket this, aftermarket that. You put disc brakes on like we were talking about a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Anytime you change from the factory, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, you're going to create another con, another problem with what you just did. It's just the nature of the beast. Am I right or wrong? No, you're correct. That's why a lot of technicians hate aftermarket stuff, parts, lift kits, right. things like that, because you're just creating typically other problems. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how some of these trucks run with a with a you know turbocharged four cylinder. Because even the big trucks are going to start coming with some of these. Some of them already are. It's going to be interesting to see how some of those work with a four cylinder engine that people are used to, even a V six or a V eight, to see how things work at the end of the day. Now, really quick, also on the Colorados, some of you may or may not know this. The dealers should tell you this, but if you order. The right Colorado, when it gets to the dealer, they will do a software upgrade for you that add about 25 horsepower to the truck upon delivery to you, all through the programming. I definitely want that. Ah, yeah, me too, yeah. especially at our <laughs> elevation. Yes, yeah. I want that. So anyways, it'll be interesting to see how some of that pans out when it comes to some of those modifications that they'll be doing and what's the four-cylinder going to sound like. I've never, I haven't driven one. So if, honestly, folks, I'll, I have no idea. This will be a new one on me because I have no idea. One of you also asked a while back, this has been a couple of months ago, have we ever driven a new Maverick, Ford Maverick? I haven't, but I have one coming Monday that I'll have for a week to drive. I'll give you a report back probably even next Saturday. I'll have enough time in it then to give you guys a report back on how does a new Ford Maverick actually work. I have not even ridden in a Ford Maverick. Haven't even been up close to a Ford Maverick, so this will be a new experience for me. One of you was li- that was listening a while back asked me, have I driven any of those? What it's, what's it like? What's my feelings? And so on. And I will tell you in a week, because I've not been behind the wheel of one until I will, I will on Monday, I guess. I think the Maverick's a great idea. I just wish that truck just looked just a little bit better. It's yeah. got it's, a... It's a little dry. It, it's, yeah, I've seen some of them where they've done a little bit of fix-up work to it, and they've done some different things, but yes. The, the top-of-the-line one doesn't look bad. Not too bad. It's the bare-bones one. I that think that's what you little. see a lot rolling around as your kind of base models. Yeah, it yeah. is, because it's cheap. And I just got a question, too. Somebody said, we, I thought I heard you guys say you'll help somebody buy a, a car. Yes, we can mm-hmm. help. I can do that. Justin at Ridgeline up in Boulder can do that. Even if you're not buying it directly from Justin, you're mm-hmm. buying a new car, let's say. Can we help you with that process, giving you advice and so on? Absolutely. Whoever just texted me, you can text me back and I can help you through things. We can do things via text message or email, uh, even to the point of you send me a deal sheet. I'll tell you whether it's a good deal or not, what you need to be doing, not doing. Yes, we can help you and walk you all the way through that. And no, we don't charge for that. There's a lot of folks out there on the Internet that are charging you a fee to help you through this process of buying a car. We won't. No, we love what we do. We'll just help you. We want to make sure that at the end of the day, you're in the car you need to be in at the right price. That's what we're here to help you with. So, Absolutely. Justin, give your number out real quick for folks that may want to know what that so is. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, 303-442-4141. 
Okay, and Legacy Automotive in Boulder as well, Josh. 303-396-0555. All right, and that's it for today, guys. Thank you all for joining us. Larry, thank you so much. Charlie as well. Justin, Josh, guys, thank you very much for uh, coming in. Hope you're enjoying your very nice Saturday today, by the way. If you're listening to a replay show of ours, thank you for that as well. This has been a live show today on April the 29th. We'll be back next week, though, same time, same place. And don't forget, Sportsman of Colorado should be coming up next. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.